raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Amber and Nigel Show, 93 WIBC. Yeah. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Guy Relford, Second Amendment attorney, licensed firearms instructor, joining us in studio. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor, Fort Liberty Firearms in Avon, Indiana, 8401 East Highway 36. Great place to buy firearms, ammunition, or accessories. Check out my buddies at the fort at FortLibertyFirearms.com. Just real quick, I wanted to get because this happened the day after. This would have been perfect uh, for your, your, your segment uh, last Monday because it happened Tuesday. The governor of California, New, uh, Gavin Newsom, saying the Second Amendment is quote becoming a suicide pact following uh, the mass shooting. Yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah a suicide. I, I mean, could you imagine somebody saying that? A well, suicide know, pact? Well, he know, goes, I'm not ideologically against uh, people owning guns, but it's a suicide. You are. You are. Well, of course you are. If your first thought after the citizens of your state have gone through what they what they went through in two different shootings, innocent people have lost their lives. People have broken every law imaginable that you've passed right there in California, and your first yeah. thought is to attack the United States Constitution? <laughs> And label the Second Amendment as a suicide pact. If that's your first thought, dude, you know, uh, you are the new Governor Moonbeam in California, <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not just him. Uh, there was this Berkeley professor, the former Secretary of Labor, Robert Reich, who put out a tweet that the Second Amendment was never intended to permit mass slaughter. Well, of course not. And it has nothing to do with it. And that's why we have laws that put you in jail, prison, or give you the death penalty if you engage in in any such crime. The Second Amendment is no defense. I can't say, yeah, okay, I just murdered several people, but Second Amendment... You know, hey, I defend uh, self-defense cases all the time. To, to say you have a justification for killing someone based on the Second Amendment has never been part of jurisprudence in this country. It's a ridiculous argument. It's never been made on our side as justification. So why would you blame the Constitution for somebody's criminal act? Now, you would know this better than I would. You're a two-way attorney, but the Second Amendment was intended to stop the mass slaughter of American citizens by a tyrannical government, no? Well, precisely right. I mean, that's why we say, that's why we talk about uh, to guarantee the security of a free state, right? That's the justification for the Second Amendment that's in the Second Amendment. And to turn around and say, oh no, it's to justify the slaughter of innocent human beings. Uh, And the fact that a college professor, it should be surprising, Jason, it should be surprising. Of course, it's not, because it's a college professor. And it's Berkeley. If I just told you a college professor would have said this, and I'll give you three guesses on the university, you probably didn't need the other two guesses (laughs) to figure out that it was Berkeley. (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, I just want these people to say what they really think, because Gavin Newsom says the Second Amendment's a suicide pact. But but hey, hey, I have have great respect. I have no opposition to someone who reasonably is owning a firearm, but but it's a suicide pact. Say 
what you really mean. Be uh, have the courage to say you want to ban guns. Well, you yeah. don't want uh, citizens lawfully to have any sort of firearms. Right. And in order to do that, you want to repeal the Second yes. Amendment. That's their Just ultimate say agenda. It. And so, and by the way, I get that all the time. You know, I have occasionally somebody will call my show or somebody will send me some. You know, message or, or post something on social media that says we should just repeal the Second Amendment. It's antiquated. I always say, settle up. Get on with it. Yeah, all you need is a resolution passed by two-thirds majority in both the House and the Senate, followed by a ratification by three-quarters of the states. That's 37. So you, you want to repeal the Second Amendment? There's a process to do it. We've amended the Constitution, what, 28 times? Get on with it. Saddle up. Don't tell me you want to um, you want to repeal the Second Amendment. Get her done. <laughs> right. You're one man. Let's go. Saddle up. Guy Relford joining us here for Monday Gun Day. So let's get the Second Amendment mixed in with the First Amendment here. Yeah. Did I see you in a New York Times article here, Guy? Yeah, how about that? Guy Relford in the <laughs> New York Times Liberal article. Guy Relford appearing <laughs> in the New York Times. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, last week, uh, you know, I, I was actually driving i was coming back from court and uh my my cell phone rang in my car and it literally said new york times on my cell phone and i thought okay this is a solicitation call or whatever i almost didn't take it but i hit you know i hit answer and it was a reporter named serge kovaleski from the new york times and they were doing an article and i gotta tell you just to back up as, as, as much shade as i've thrown at the new york times for years and years they actually did an article where the premise of the article was asking the question do 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 instant instances of her heroes like my client uh, Eli Dickin standing up and 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 putting himself in harm's way and and defending and, and protecting innocent lives saving innocent lives like in the Greenwood Park mall shooting in July of last year and 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 similarly they talked about the Noblesville Middle School shooter where uh, was it Jason Seaman uh, jumped yep. in, a teacher heroically jumped you know in, into harm's way and 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 saved what was probably going to turn out to be a mass shooting there too and they said does this does this tell us that more people are going to start carrying guns because they see that they have an opportunity to actually jump into the breach and 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 save innocent lives I mean that was the premise of the article which I couldn't believe the New York Times was even considering running it but this guy yeah he, he called me and and I ended up getting to where I was going anyway, and I pulled into a parking lot and did about a 40-minute interview with this guy. And uh, he asked me a lot of really good questions. Well, he said, you know, a lot of people are out there uh, asking for more gun control. Do you think that would make a difference? And I said, well, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, and by the way, the broader context was the California shootings. We had two shootings just last week. Uh, in California, where actually a bystander there, an unarmed bystander, actually took a gun away from the bad guy in that situation. So we're talking about California and California mass shootings and saying, moving on from the California shootings, do you think more people might consider carrying guns because they potentially have the opportunity to save innocent lives? And, and, and he said, what about gun control? And I said, well, consider in the context of California, we're talking about every gun control law that's ever been on any wish list of Shannon Watts or Michael Bloomberg or any other gun control proponent in the universe, they've got every damn thing you could ever want. It's the, I literally, I said, my, my quote was, it was the cornucopia of gun control right there in California. And that didn't prevent two mass shootings in California. And it went on from there. We did a long interview. He actually, to his credit, and I really appreciated this because most reporters don't do this, he sent me a text that included his quotations from our interview. 
that he mm. wanted to put in the article. And it asked me to you know approve them or verify they were correct, which I thought was outstanding. And I said, yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. That's where we're at. In, in that, that's the <laughs> We're shocked when a reporter actually does his job well, yeah, true. and yeah. follows up well, and makes sure he got everything right. But we're talking about the New York Times. I understand. Guys so, talking I, about the yeah. New York Times like yeah. my mom talks about our radio show. <laughs> it sounded like a real show this afternoon. Thanks, Mom. Well, exactly. And so, and so I thought, wow, you know, this actually has a shot. And then the article came out, and uh, they uh, they included one line from about a forty minute. Again, this isn't surprising. This happens all the time. But it, one line from about a forty minute interview that says uh, basically that uh, you know my client Eli Dickin was going through uh, you know a, a time where he had to deal with the fact that. You know, he'd been through a life-changing experience where he'd had to use deadly force to save innocent lives. That's all. That's all. All he mentioned. They didn't talk any of the 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 refuting of the ridiculous gun control arguments. Yet they allowed Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms okay. Demand Action, to go on for like three paragraphs about how we needed to institute more gun control. But. The premise of the article was still, and I got to give them some credit where credit is due. The premise of the article was still, do you think more people are going to want to be able to legally carry firearms in public because we've seen multiple instances of heroes rise to the occasion and save countless lives? They didn't take it quite that far, but that was the pr- basic premise of the of the article, and I was shocked that the New York Times um, would would run such an article, or the editors there would allow the reporters to actually get it published. But well, isn't that kind of hand in hand, though? I mean, people carry guns because they want to protect themselves. Well, and, and so if they're ever in a situation where there is a mass shooting, I mean, I feel like the two, it's like one and the same almost. Well, no, I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, my response was, look, a lot of us carry guns every day, not necessarily because we think we're going to be involved in the next mass shooting. You know? Right. Uh, be, but, but because, you know, basic street crime is a lot more common than that. And, and you know, if somebody you know, walks up, you know, with a knife out demanding my wallet, I want to be able to defend myself or defend my family if that's applicable. So I said, look, a lot of us don't carry guns because, we're, you know, because still, I mean, as much as, as, as they happen far too often and as horrific as they are, mass shootings are still ridiculously uh, rare statistically, right? Yeah. I mean, you're still much more likely to die in a shark attack or get hit by lightning than you are to die in a mass shooting. So they're, they're still incredibly rare, but but they're but they're so emotional for so many of us, and they have such a horrific effect, and they, they and they happen too often, and they get covered in the news extensively that, that that they're in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. But I don't think a lot of people carry a gun necessarily, thinking, "Wow, if yeah. I go to the mall today, I'll be in the middle of a mass shooting." At the same time, if I'm walking back to my car and some dude tries to you know, rob me or wants to murder me in order to take my wallet, my watch, and my car, I want to have the capacity to defend myself. Guy, could you stick around for one more break with us? Absolutely. All right, we're going to come back. we got more to get to with Guy Relford because I want to ask you about what's going on at the Indiana General Assembly in regards to firearms. You betcha. More with the gun guy coming up next on the Hammer and Nigel Show. 27 at the American Standard Heating Weather Center. we got Guy Relford back for one more segment yeah. here. Monday, gun day. So, Guy, what's going on at the Indiana General Assembly? We always like to get your weekly updates here. Yeah, well, you know, we're playing defense, as we do every year. And in particular, I'm most concerned uh, about a bill actually offered by a Republican, I'm disappointed to say, that would strip a lot of the due process out of our red flag law. And that really... 
is uh, a bill uh, that, that that was generated at the request of uh, Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears. I think. Well, well, hold on. Let me just stop you right there. Why is a Republican doing the bidding of Ryan Mears at all? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I've asked that question, and, and to his credit, and I don't want to out him. I mean, he's he's been a friend of ours in the past, but. Um, but uh, he he called me and said, "Guy, I got this bill, and I want to see what you think about it." And he sent it to me before he ever filed it. And 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 I, I and I really love the opportunity to comment. I commented. I sent him an email back, and I said, "You can't redeem this thing. You know, I'm sorry, you're stripping due process. I will oppose this. You know, with every fiber of my body." And uh, and he and he called me and said, "Well, I guess you don't care for this bill much, right?" And then we kind of chuckled, and and I said no, and I asked him why. The good news is is that Aaron Freeman, who's a tremendous uh, friend of the Second Amendment and was a hero, rock star for constitutional carry last year, I think carried the water for constitutional carry in the Senate last year to a large degree, with hopefully and thankfully, I should say that the the assistance of Rod Bray that the president pro tem, but, but he chairs that committee and Aaron has reached out and wants input. So we're, we're, we're working, uh, you know, we're cooperatively and, and we're communicating a lot on that. But the good news is on the, on the pro two way side, uh, just had a hearing on a, on a good bill. It's house bill 1008. Uh, and that was last week. Uh, I went in and testified along with several others, including from, uh, NRA and NSSF, the national shooting sports foundation that would discourage, it wouldn't necessarily eliminate, but it would discourage discrimination against firearms-related businesses. So gun shops, firearms instructors, gun ranges. Uh, there's a lot of discrimination by financial institutions yeah. against those businesses. Where, you've, you've experienced that. Oh, absolutely. You? I've had credit card processors say, I, I won't process payments for your book, Gun Safety. For <laughs> a gun, gun Safety, safety book. book. Gun Safety. Uh, or for my <laughs> firearms classes. You know, I teach gun safety. I teach responsible gun ownership. No. we. Yeah, you're, if we, Shannon Watts did the exact same thing, they'd do backflips over it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, a gun safety book, and they're being buttles about it. Exactly. And, 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 House Bill 1008 isn't as broad as we'd like it, uh, but it would at least discourage that kind of discrimination against the firearms industry. And that's Representatives um, uh, Manning and Speedy. Uh, I commend them for taking that forward. This coming week, a new representative, Craig Haggard, been a buddy of mine for a long time. I actually used to work for the NRA. And a a badass uh, Marine Corps fighter pilot uh, is now a brand new member of the Indiana General Assembly. This is his first term. And he has a bill that would protect our information as someone who has a license to carry handgun, right? Well, the Indiana State Police, they hold all that information on all those registrations of, of people who have licenses to carry. Um, and that's a that that's a that's a public record, right? As part of a governmental record. Well, the Open Records Act says people can access that. And we've seen across the country that uh, newspapers have gone in and they've accessed that information. They've published it. Hey, you want to know who has a license to carry a handgun in the state of Indiana or the state of Maryland or wherever it might be? And they've published it in newspapers. Um, and, and other government entities have looked for that information. It would protect that information. Um, that's getting a hearing this week. Uh, j- j- we just found out today. Um, and then there's a new self-defense bill. That actually, is a the bill this year, but it's the same one we've, we've filed multiple years that would actually allow a business owner, for instance, to 
point a gun at someone who wants to destroy their business. So let's say that there were some riots happening. Nigel and I talked about this earlier. Uh, There was a little bit of protesting, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be this weekend. But let's just say you're a business owner and you're anticipating some bad stuff going down and you see an angry mob with a brick and a Molotov cocktail coming at your business. This bill would do what? It would allow you to point a gun at them and say, not my business. So that, that person who's walking up to your, your business, throw a, that Molotov cocktail, Jason, that you just mentioned, through your window, burn your source of livelihood to the ground. Right now, if you point a gun at them and say, you're not burning my business down, you go to jail for a felony. You're kidding. Under Indiana law today. And, and that bill would, wow. would, would fix that and say, no, I can at least point a gun at someone. You can still not use deadly force. You can't kill somebody. You can't shoot somebody merely to protect your property like your business. I'm right. Not, I'm talking about your home. That's castle doctrine that's different but but today if i merely point my gun at that person i go to jail for a felony wow and uh unfortunately representative wendy mcnamara from evansville who chairs the courts and criminal code committee in the house has not given that bill a hearing the last two years we're hoping that she finally does anybody hears this you want to give a call send an email to representative mcnamara and say hear this damn bill that would be helpful we got about 10 seconds left here if somebody wants to find you ask a question where do they go relfordlaw.com best way to get a hold of me relfordlaw.com thanks man guy relford you're the best it's the hammer and nigel show raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participating mcdonald's for a limited time